Welcome to the Dell Technologies Healthcare Power Chat podcast series, where you hear from the experts about healthcare technologies. Hello, everyone. Bruce Hall here, and welcome to another Dell Technologies Healthcare Power Chat. And today we're going to talk about bridging the digital pathology divide. And our guest is Mr. Mike Vellante, who's the global healthcare lead for unstructured data solutions for Dell Technologies. How are you doing today, Mike? Oh, I'm really well. Thanks, Bruce. Thanks so much for being with us. Could we start with a little bit of your background, please? As you mentioned here at Dell Technologies, I have responsibility for leading our direction within the healthcare industry of our unstructured data solutions, services, and products. And I come to Dell Technologies with more than 20 years of experience in medical imaging, specifically in the areas of radiology informatics and pathology informatics been part of several programs introducing new technologies into the space for digital adoption and digital transformations to improve efficiencies and improve productivity of clinicians and the service line in general. Thanks for that background, Mike. Before we get into digital pathology adoption itself, can you tell us some of the latest trends and what's been happening in the world of digital pathology? Yeah, certainly. It's a really exciting time in digital pathology. Over the last year, two years, there has been a real uptick in the adoption of digital pathology. There have been new solutions that have entered the market, receiving their regulatory approvals for primary diagnostic use. There have been a variety of introductions of AI tools to be able to leverage the digital data and provide great enhancements and efficiencies for clinicians. And just over the last year, there has been a tremendous focus on how can we better leverage digital technologies to ensure the highest quality care is delivered to patients in the shortest amount of time at the least cost. Thanks for that update, Mike. And when we think about the title of our podcast, Bridging the Digital Pathology Divide, we're really talking about digital pathology adoption. And when we think about that adoption, it seems to me there's three stakeholders to think about. First is the pathologists themselves. Second is the lab manager overseeing the pathology department. And third is IT, who's responsible for implementing the infrastructure to facilitate digital pathology. So I'd like to ask you about all three of those stakeholders. Let's start with the pathologists themselves, who for most of their career has likely been looking at slides under a microscope and arriving at a diagnosis. What has the typical pathologist heard about digital pathology? And in general, are they looking to adopt it? And if so, why? Well, I think that most pathologists have certainly heard about digital pathology for a long time. It's certainly something that has been around for a while. What we've seen of late changing is its use for clinical diagnostic purposes, heavily used within research for a number of years. But really, as we've seen the change in trying to adopt technology to improve efficiencies, to help in improving patient outcomes and diagnostic confidence, digital technology just offers a lot. With the increase in activity around AI tools, we have to have digital data in which to use AI tools. So that also fuels this desire for pathologists to work towards getting their service lines to adopt digital technologies. So it sounds like the pathologists are looking forward to digital pathology adoption. Would you say that's true for all the stakeholders? I would say that everyone's looking forward to adopting digital pathology. It offers such a wide variety of benefits to all the different stakeholders in the areas of being able to provide easier collaborations, opens the door to leveraging new tools to be utilized for a service line, to approving efficiencies. When we think about the lab manager who's overseeing the pathology department, what's their perspective on digital pathology adoption? 
what the lab manager is looking at that's say different than the pathologist, the lab manager is trying to figure out how do I implement all the required workflow changes that are going to be required to adopt a digital workflow. And often because these adoptions are done in phases or stages, you're going to manage a couple different kind of workflows, some analog workflow and some digital workflow. So a lot of work to be done on the lab side. As part of a transformation, it's not just, hey, let's just implement some new digital technology. It's how do we adopt digital technology? And we're doing it at a time, as I mentioned. It's a little bit unprecedented where we're now looking at how do we begin to enable the use of these tools to be able to provide services when physically not in the lab and hugely advantageous over the last year. Now putting on your IT hat, when we think about IT's perception of digital pathology, the first thing I can think of, of course, is more storage because we're going to have these very large images running around. Tell us about all the different aspects of the infrastructure impact of digital pathology adoption. You are right. The file sizes for digital pathology are large. When you look at just a typical slide with average amount of tissue on that slide, you're looking at a couple gigabytes of data per slide. You look at a pathology case representing six to 10 slides on average. You get to hundreds of terabytes to petabytes of data relatively quickly, and you have retention requirements within healthcare that span many years. So yes, it is from an IT perspective, a challenge. And it really raises two basic questions to the lab manager, to the pathologists, to the IT department, which are, well, where do I start and how do I start? And what I think the IT department is trying to look at is they're trying to say, we have made decisions in infrastructure, we have other existing systems. So their perspective is, how do I most effectively support this clinical service line in their digital adoption? They've done it very effectively in other imaging service lines some many years ago, radiology and cardiology. And there's been a lot of decisions made in infrastructure and choices and understanding performance, scalability, reliability, and security. So how does that translate into IT's actual role in digital pathology adoption? So I think the IT department plays a really large role in helping map the strategy for adoption, that the adoption isn't just on selecting the equipment in the department. It's also selecting the IT infrastructure to make that solution performant. And it's also identifying the appropriate implementation methodology to support the workflow changes that are required and very beneficial when adopting this technology. Could we double-click into storage just for a second? When we think about capacity planning for all those large slides, how much extra storage is likely needed for digital pathology adoption, and how is it calculated and projected? As I mentioned before, the challenge is what's the implementation plan? Many organizations look to implement digital pathology in phases or different ways. They may focus on a particular tissue type that they're only going to focus on prostate first or the breast panel first. It's easy to do the calculations as to what that data is, but then there are considerations that need to be made as far as how much of this are you going to store and retain? Are you going to maintain a digital archive as well as storing the glass from the get-go? Ultimately, we see everyone looking to maintain a full digital archive. But the way you store that information and the type of infrastructure you leverage may have differences depending on what you think you might do with that data. If you're an organization that has interest in leveraging AI tools, then you may want really performance storage in which to be able to run those AI algorithms against versus if you're looking to just store the data digitally and treat it as a long-term archive. You mentioned performance, you mentioned AI, which leads me to ask you about the rest of the infrastructure impacted by digital pathology adoption. What about the rest of the infrastructure? 
This transformation is really technology intensive because it touches other systems as well as the data is so large and the performance requirements are so high, whether that's trying to understand integrations with other systems like laboratory information systems or the electronic medical record, or whether that's ensuring the delivery of this mission critical information in a really timely fashion, or whether ensuring the security and the safety of what is sensitive patient data. It's just really technology intensive, and it's one of the reasons that it really charges us here at Dell because we have a lot of experience in those domains, and we have services and products that serve that domain so well. A couple of specific systems to ask about. What's the impact on the network when we're trying to move these large files around, and is there a cloud component to this? Network certainly impacted. Cloud, it's a question. Certainly, I think there are ways to define the use case where there are some benefits of cloud that could be leveraged. But again, to answer that question properly, you really need to answer it against a particular configuration and a particular organization as to how they're looking to leverage the data as they digitize it. This concludes part one of our podcast. Check back for part two where Mike addresses the questions IT is likely to ask the pathology department about digital pathology adoption and whether the pathology department can implement digital pathology on its own without the involvement of IT. He also shares Dell's capabilities in deploying digital pathology, from infrastructure to working with the various stakeholders to ecosystem, and concludes with case studies, where to find more info, and final thoughts.